the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Like a chrysalis, we're emerging from the economy of the Industrial Revolution, an economy confined to and limited by the Earth's physical resources into the economy in mind, in which there are no bounds on human imagination, and the freedom to create is the most precious natural resource. Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, Business, and the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by SAGE, energizing business builders around the world through the imagination of our people and the power of technology. I'm Ron Baker, along with my good friend, Vera SAGE Institute colleague and co-host, Ed Kless. And on today's show, folks, we are doing Free Rider Friday. Hey, Ed. Hey, Ron. How you doing? Happy almost uh, Christmas. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. One week to go for the whole year. I can't believe it. But uh, we decided to put this uh, Free Rider Friday a week early, since we uh, supposedly are doing a show next week, right? Yes, yeah, as far as I know, we're doing a show, but we're going to do kind of a best of uh, wrap up for the year kind of deal. Good. So it's okay. not going to be a best of show. We're not going to. We're not going to. But we. But we are going to talk about the entire the year in its entire entirely. So. Right, and not just the show, but the whole year. Just interesting things that happened or that. I, I'll probably bring up some books I read that I thought were some of the best books I read this year. Yeah, yeah, kind of an Uber Free Rider Friday. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, this one should be pretty good because uh, my stack, as usual, is bulging. Um, <laughs> so uh, I guess I'll start, Ed. I'll just I'll, I'll throw this at you. This is called Pot of Gold okay. from The Economist, November 19th. 28 states now in the United States have some form of legalized cannabis, whether it's medical marijuana or just outright legalization, mm -hmm. right? That's grown yep. since the November elections, obviously. I think four or eight states, I think it was eight, added some form of legalization. And yep. now three-fifths of the American population lives in states that allow cannabis of some sort. Mm-hmm. 32 million people use cannabis on a regular basis. It's about a $6 billion industry as of 2015. That's estimated to go three times higher by 2020. Oh, sure. I, I, I'd be betting on more than three times, but go ahead. Yeah. 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 That, that's probably, that is probably a conservative estimate. Um, bigger firms though, are, are the threat here to these because most of these uh, dispensaries mm -hmm. tend to be smaller businesses, you know, mom and top type, <laughs> mom yep, and pop yep. type operations. And you know who's got the expertise in, uh, inter in interstate commerce, things like that are, are, are big companies. I mean, if you look at companies like Coca-Cola, you know, they have they have bottled you know, license to, to their bottlers and things like that, distribution networks set up. So the big threat here is that tobacco companies are, are going to come into this market at some point and really shake things up. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, I just think that's really interesting. But you know, the reason I bring this up, I, I just find this fascinating. In Colorado, there are more cannabis stores than there are Starbucks outlets. No, oh, sure. I, I, you know, think about that for a minute. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. swing a dead cat without hitting a Starbucks. <laughs> you know, in the average city. And now mm-hmm. there's more marijuana stores than Star. I mean, Starbucks is ubiquitous. It's all over the place. Um, I just thought that was fascinating. Yeah. So I wonder. I wonder if if they are counting like standalone Starbucks stores, or are they also counting the Starbucks that are you know inside the Target or inside the 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 other the, establishments? The stores. Well, they yeah. said outlets. They said Starbucks outlets. That led me to believe they did count those. Yeah, no, I'm just, I like I said, just curious. Doesn't matter. It's it's a it's a fascinating statistic either way. Although I'm pretty sure that there's a Starbucks here in Plano, Texas that's going to open up a Starbucks in the bathroom of the Starbucks. Like, so right? Be- <laughs> yeah, what was <laughs> yeah, what was the joke? I don't know how fast Starbucks is growing, but they just opened one in my living room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was even exactly. the Simpsons episode where Bart walks into a mall and all the star stores are going to Starbucks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> being converted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. Well, you know, marijuana stuff is pretty interesting. First of all, let me back out, uh, up a second and just a little disclaimer. I know most of our listeners or regular listeners anyway know that I'm a staunch libertarian. But I, I just ju- just for clarity's sake, uh, if you draw this Venn diagram, Ron, never smoke marijuana, libertarian, and never shot a gun – I, I'm in that little like triangular segment among those three sets of people, which that's it's kind of a it's it's a rare place to be. Puts you up there <laughs> with kind of like puts you up there with Pendulette. I right? think so. I, no, Pendulette shot fired a gun. I've seen him do it on stage. Okay, he's so, fired a gun. Correct. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. true. But he hasn't. But he doesn't smoke or drink or or. No, I don't think he's no, ever done. No, no, never has. Never has. Never has. So, so anyway, just th- that's just the disclaimer on this. I, you know, I I think that clearly that there's there there's going to be there's a mandate uh, that this uh, this has got to be overturned, right? And I and I. I I thought it would be done by now, but I still would not be completely surprised if President Obama on the way out didn't didn't push to declassify cannabis as Schedule One drug on the way out of office. I mean, in theory, he has the power to to direct the the uh, what is it? Is it is it agriculture or oh, no? The FDA, the FDA. FDA to to do that right. He could issue a an administrative directive. I mean, he can't do it himself. He can't sign a, an executive order. I don't think it says, okay, it's now declassified or descheduled. I'm sorry, but I think he can, he could certainly prod a little bit. So I wouldn't be too surprised if he makes a play for that on his way out of office. I mean, and quite frankly, the, the number of people who are in prison due to marijuana related, uh, cr- quote unquote crimes and I'll use that loosely because in a lot of cases the, these are people who are were either users of the drug and, and you know in some cases yes they had a gun on them when they were arrested but mostly because the product is illegal right and you you can't you can't run to the cops if somebody steals from you yep I you, you know, know there's just 
there's so many issues with this too. I mean, the uh, you know we we've talked about in the past about the tax issues because it's still legal illegal at the federal level that all the that these dispensaries can deduct is their cost of goods sold. They can't deduct their normal operating expenses like rent and wages. I mean that that's a massive problem. Right, right. And, they they can only, and they can't take credit cards and all all of that stuff. Right, right. So they can't they, find banking and 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 all of that. And so that you know that's a big issue. And and now even the CPA profession Ed is starting to have. Uh, ethical discussions about the marijuana business and and the CPAs that serve it and you know what are some of the ethical issues surrounding it it's just just fascinating to watch this unfold and mm-hmm. if big companies move into this it's just going to be so professionalized and you know i can just imagine the supply chain of a company like JR Reynolds or you know big tobacco coming in and doing this it's just going to be incredibly streamlined True, but you know, they, they, it is it is difficult in some places to find Starbucks because people want the down home nature of their local coffee shops. And I was in a, a Jackson Hole, Wyoming, uh, earlier this year on vacation, and you, there was not a Starbucks to be found. Now, I, I wouldn't be surprised if one or two of the local coffee places was actually owned by Starbucks. They just can't be called Starbucks because nobody will go right. there. Right. right? So I think the same thing might be true for some cannabis locations. Is one yes, there will certainly be a, a, a corporate uh, entity that that uh, tries to to move into these places. But I I don't it it might, I don't know, who knows it it might it might not might not flow as you think. But I agree with you on the distribution side, right? <laughs> Well, if you think about like beverage companies, right, like InBev, yeah. I mean, they own all the beer companies, but they're also sucking up microbreweries left and right. Now, they leave them alone and they let right. them have their local flavor and culture and all of that. But <laughs> they're all, I mean, you could see massive consolidation. And I just think it's interesting how it's going to play out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and just so you're aware, I had a conversation with a a legislator in the state of Texas earlier this year uh, or a couple weeks ago, actually, and I, I, won't, I won't name names or anything, but but um, they were indicating t- to me that this person would probably vote in favor of medical marijuana, and that's even in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be too surprised if if that even passes in the state of Texas, which once that's done, <laughs> once Texas goes – Forget oh, it. If Texas passes passes medical marijuana, you know, there there's there there's nothing in the way anymore. But I I, I don't share your opinion on Barack doing anything on his way out. I I, I just don't think that's going to happen. Oh, I know. I, 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 I don't think he's going to do it. I, I but I but I wouldn't be surprised. That's I all. would be very surprised because yeah, I mean both I parties have have waged this war on drugs. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, both sides have it. It 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 it, it make it's the strangest bedfellow, you know, <laughs> aspect of politics is the war on drugs. They they both both sides seem to agree with it. Well, bootleggers and Baptists, though. Bootleggers. Yeah, absolutely. Right. The the law enforcement agencies just live off of this stuff. You know, I think law law enforcement is in for a wholesale change in the next decade between marijuana and driverless cars. <laughs> well, how are they, they going to make their money on? <laughs> Good point. Well, Ed, we've only got a few minutes, but it's your turn. Oh, you can gosh. at least start oh. one, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I got a really big one that I want to do in the next segment. So I want to I want to tell you my story of going to the 
uh, Zappos on the Zappos tour, but I'm going to save that for the next segment because it's going to require way more time than we have left. But l- well, let me tell you. Well, I'll, I'll tell you another another Vegas one. Um, my my wife and I went to Vegas. Uh, we did when we we were did digital CPA there. Got a chance to see our colleague Dan Morris out there, which was fantastic. And as well as my, Mark Coiseal and a bunch of other Vera. Oh, Michelle Golden was there as well. So lots of Vera mm-hmm. Sage fellows. Uh, so fun event. But we we went out a couple of days ahead of time. And in, in addition to the Zappos tour, we also went to the Neon Museum. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, the the Neon Museum is is a walking tour in Las Vegas through, and, and what you see is all of the old casino and, and and roadside signs that used to used to be up at the, some of the old casinos right and it, it's really it's it, it's great because it's, it's like a walking history of las vegas to see sure. all of these signs i think the oldest one is from like 18 i'm sorry 19, 1912 or something wow um, yeah so pretty 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 amazing stuff but uh, the probably the, the the most interesting one is the is the the famous Stardust sign, the Stardust mm-hmm. Casino, right? Mm-hmm. That that one it's in it's in seven or eight pieces. It was so big, they they couldn't they had to move it in pieces. And this little organization, which is by the way a not for profit, or it's not not funded by by the government at all at all, uh, could can can't afford to to put it together. And most of these signs, I think all but five to seven of them, are are just are in are are in 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 boneyard status. Wow! Right? They're they're, so they're just sitting there. They're they they haven't been redone, uh, and it would cost I don't know millions and millions and p- millions of dollars to actually fund that and and put to get those signs back in working order. Because um, as you can imagine, what's what was interesting about neon is that it's all custom. It's sure. every every all all the all the bulbs that are neon are are custom done and. And it, it wasn't and still isn't cheap to do. Right. Well, I was going to ask you if they have like the stardust and what is it? The sands wasn't the sands where the rat pack yeah, the, the sands like the, and they, of course they have they have the, the horseshoe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because that's sure. now, you know, that was it was it was called Binion's. Is it Binion? I think Binion, Binion's big, horseshoe yep. is yep. is now just Binion's Casino. I guess they, they took the, the horseshoe name away from it. But that's still where they have the World Series of Poker. So. Yep. Wow. Really, really, just an interesting. So, so just a, sh- a shout out to the the uh, the Neon Museum in Las Vegas, and just another thing. If you're ever traveling to Vegas and you're not a big gambler, something to do in Vegas. It was it was quite good. Besides the Hoover Dam, <laughs> well, yeah, that's exactly. fascinating. Ed. As usual, this is flying by, and and folks, we'd like to remind you if you'd like to email Ed or myself, you can do so at ask. T-S-O-E at Verisage.com and check out our full show notes and listen to the show at the soul of enterprise.com. And now we want to hear from our sponsor, Leading Results. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You've experienced it. Marketing and selling has changed dramatically in the last few years. The search engine has completely altered the way customers buy. Your clients are now driving the process their way. At Leading Results, we know how to work with this. We don't just jump in and start doing 
Together, we plan your marketing strategy, install a website that gets results, and create lead generation programs that drive sales. Visit leadingresults.com slash TSOE to find out more and to schedule a 30-minute conversation with us. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Solemn Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Class. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're here free riding Friday. And Ed, I got one for you. This comes from the Global Wealth Report by the Credit Suisse Research Institute. Ooh, sounds very official. <laughs> it is very official. Now, um, caveat here, as usual, there's there's issues with collecting these numbers, but what, especially at the top end and the very bottom end, but what this report tried to do is count household assets rather than just look at income. Now, I think on every show that we've done with an economist, we've had discussions about income inequality Certainly with Deirdre McClowski, I think we talked to Landsberg about it. We talked to David Friedman about it, right? I mean, it's kind of Thomas Sowell, yep. Thomas mm-hmm. Sowell, yep. One of our favorite topics. So here you go. This this blew my mind. If you had a net wealth, because uh, again, this looked at household assets, right? So assets yep, minus yep. debt. If you had two thousand two hundred and twenty-two dollars to your name. You were wealthier than half the world's population. What's that number? Two, 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 if 2, you have a net worth two, of $2,222. What? You're wealthier what? than half the world's population. Half <laughs> the world's population. Wealth, not income. Wealth. Wealth. Right. So that's like pretty much anyone in the United States with a house that's not underwater. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you had. A net worth of $71,560, you were in the top 10th of the global wealthiest. If you had a net worth of $744,400, you are in the top 1% of global wealth. The world's wealth, according to this report, is estimated to be $256 trillion dollars. That's roughly 3.4 times the world's GDP. If you divided that equally, Ed, everybody would get $52,819 in the world. Okay. You know, there's a story about uh, somebody going to, I forget that it was a tycoon, a Rockefeller, or maybe it was Vanderbilt, I forget. And I don't know if the story's Mm -hmm. apocryphal or not. But the guy came in and he was a big advocate for socialist and you know, Rockefeller told his butler, get my checkbook. And he wrote the guy a check for like, I don't know, 600 and something dollars. Here's your share. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> of my wealth. And, <laughs> and that, that's kind of that's what I thought about when I read this 52,800. Um, the top 10% of the wealth uh, in the world is owned by, um, or, or the top 10% of the wealthy have mm-hmm. 89% of the wealth. Now, I'd say they create it. They, did, they don't own it. They created it. So it's the Pareto principles at work here. But um, over 40% of Americans belong to the top 10th of global wealth. Uh, 18 million Americans are in the top 1%. And 21 million, by the way, have a negative net net worth. 21 million Americans. So have negative net worth. Have a okay. negative net worth. Have more debts than assets. So. Yeah. And how you know, many of them are college students, though, right? Well, exactly. And, and younger people, right? Who, uh, who, whose parents are not in that position. Right. Didn't right. an economist, I forget it was Tyler Cohen or something, he said, you know, I look at my kid playing on the floor with his toys, his, his six-month-year-old or something, and mm-hmm. said, you know, he's, he's richer than X percent of the world's population. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it, it is really kind of amazing when you think about it. The $2,222 makes you wealthier than half the world's population. Yeah. So when we talk about inequality, that really puts it in perspective. Again, it's not inequality. It's living standards that matter. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Anyway, right. just thought that was kind of interesting. Now I have a follow-up story on that, but it, I'll save it for later. So tell me about your Zappos tour. I've always wanted to. Yeah. Do- yeah. No, I've been, they've been chomping at the bit to tell you, tell the, the, this story. This is, this is really neat. So again, wife and I went into digital CPA slash ITA uh, went in a couple of days early, and we we flew in on a on a Friday, and we were were able to uh, get scheduled for the the tour of Zappos. Now, let's just let's just wrap our minds around that concept. Here is a company based in it's in downtown Las Vegas. They moved, by the way. They used to be in Henderson, and now they're in downtown Vegas, uh, not mm-hmm. the Strip, but downtown. They took over what used to be City Hall. So mm. I don't know what that I don't know what that necessarily means for the free market or whatever, but there's a, a <laughs> private company took over City Hall, uh, or at least the building, uh, mostly because it was not in a, such a nice area. But they're they're redoing that. But but wrap your brain around this concept. This organization gives tours five days a week from I think 10 a.m. to say three or four p.m. every day, wow. where people come people come in. And they do tours just to like hang out and experience the culture of Zappos for 90 minutes, 90 to 120 minutes, right? There's, sure. there's five people that their primary job is giving these tours. That's what they do. Yep. Right? So just wrap your – everybody who works for any company anywhere who's listening to the sound of my voice, what would it take to get the company that you work for – to the point at which there would be people coming to book tours to hang out with you for two hours, right? And and there are there there are quite a few corporations that do it, right? There, I mean, there are there are, but Harley but Davidson still, and you know all of that, Boeing, it, Boeing, but it's does few it. and far between. It's right. It's few and far between. I mean, if it, 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 in terms of the number of companies that actually do that. Well, you know, uh, the uh, the Malcolm, Malcolm Baldrige Award winners have to, uh, or they used to, I don't know if it's still true, but they used to have to do public tours because winning that award created so much, you know, buzz and publicity. Um, and, and that's why FedEx to this day gives tours. Right. 
Right. Right. Yep. But yeah, I, I, I get what I get. What you're saying. It is definitely a leading indicator of <laughs> right. a, a fanatical company. Oh, exactly. Right. So, okay. So anyway, you get, you get in there and you get, you, they get, they show you this video and it's, it's Tony Shea and the CFO talking about when they started the company. And I don't know if you're aware of it, but it's, it, it's actually a, 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 a play on, on the Spanish word for shoe, which is uh, Zapatos, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so Zappos was, was the contraction slash made up word that they created for this. And we go on this tour and it's, it's, it's the second time that I'd done it. I'd, I'd done it previously, I don't know, four or five years ago, but they were still in Henderson. And one of the new things is you're not allowed to take pictures, which I asked them why. And they said, well, it's just – I don't know. Then she can, we'll figure that out. So I don't know why you can't take pictures. And he, but – so here's the thing. The first thing they place they bring us is the customer service area, which is huge. We're just ginormous, and they have their stats on the board. And here, here's here's the there's there's like a picture of David Bowie that someone had 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 uh, uh, done in dry erase marker with a quote from David Bowie. I guess it was mm-hmm. when he passed away, right? Sure. And and but the only stat on the board was average time to for, uh, for a connection that's mm-hmm. the only thing that they track right and their goal is to to connect to whenever anybody calls into zappos to connect to somebody within 20 seconds wow right now that's not exclusive of this and there's no phone tree at zappos you can call the number right now and you'll get connected to customer service and that's the only only way you can get into the company is through mm-hmm. customer service always mm-hmm. Right. And there's no phone tree. But you can, however, elect to listen to the joke of the day before they connect you. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Which is very clever. Most people probably do that. <laughs> but that's exactly right. It's just that there are people who call in for the joke of the day and hang up. And they have, you know, they've got that, got that actually tracked. But they, they showed me the numbers for for this was Black Friday. Right. The day after Thanksgiving. Wow. So pretty, pretty big day. Well, they, they they were at eighteen seconds. They answered Jeez. every all all calls within an average of eighteen seconds. They were they were short on their time that they want they like to chat, which is also twenty seconds. They were at twenty two seconds for that. Every chat wow. responded to within an average of twenty two seconds. Wow. I mean, okay, so so like, well, how is that done? Well, pretty much everybody in the company is here answering phones that day, and also on Cyber Monday as well. And everyone in the companies has to start off in the customer service area, right? If you're an accountant, you do you do five weeks of their basic education, and then five weeks on the phones. If you're a lawyer for the company, you do five weeks of the basic education, and then five weeks on the phones. If you're a janitor, you do five weeks on the uh, of their basic education, and then five weeks on the phone. Uh, so everyone's got to spend their first 10 weeks getting educated and being on the phones, no matter what your position. I love right? it. Then yeah. the, second, the, the second thing is, is that everyone in the company, including Tony Shea, who's the CEO, has to do, I think it was 10 or 15 hours on the phones between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Right. And, th- you know, they estimate, of course, that this saves on X number of, of, of workers that they have to hire because they do hire temporary people to come in and help during the busy season as well. Sure. Right. But the reduction in, in cost is, you know, significant because everybody in the company has to do this. So they're, they're, 
if you have a problem with your computer, you, you, you take it to the place where they fix it. And, you know, that's that's inside their coffee shop, <laughs> which is brilliant. Yeah. Right. That so is. you go and you get, get your free coffee, you hand in your, your computer. They give you a temporary one to do your work with. And while they're repairing or doing whatever it is on your computer, you sit there and you have a coffee until your computer's fixed. Right. Brilliant. Wow. Right. Okay. But it, it, so it just goes on and on from there. I mean, you, it, 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 there, there, there's a team there, Ron, called the FACE team. FACE is an acronym, F-A-C-E, right? It's a team of, I think, uh, judging from the size of it, about a dozen people or so. Mm-hmm. FACE stands for Folks Who Answer CEO Email. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And it, because Tony Shea gets about 2,000 emails a day. Jeez. He's like right. a movie star. Oh, that's right. All right. So, and 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 there, I said, well, does he have like an internal address? He says, no, 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 no. That everybody, <laughs> you know, everybody is there. So it's just unreal. Okay. So I've got to finish this up quickly because we're coming up on this break and we got a lot more to talk about. So let me let me let me wrap wrap around this one. So we finished the tour. And we're chatting with the gal who runs like the little gift shop there, and they sell T-shirts and books signed by Tony Shea and some you know, other other chashkas that they they give out to their customers. And we're just just talking talking with her, and she says she tells us that the the gift shop started because she just wanted to put one in place, and they said, "Yeah, go ahead and do it," and she did, right? So she made this major investment in it. Now they're carving out more space for her. Anyway. So we're about 10 minutes into the conversation. She says, where are you guys going? Are you guys headed west side? We're, we're going up to the Vidara Hotel. You know, we're, we're spending the weekend in Vegas before I speak at this conference. She's like, okay, let me order you a lift. We'll, we, we'll pay for it. Oh, wow. <laughs> so they, they, the, she fires up the lift app, and, and we get escorted to the place where you, you, know, you pick up your driver. Because we we'd come directly from the airport. We get we sit down and, and uh, my wife says to me she's as we sit down in the back of this list, she says oh, I'll never buy a pair of shoes from any place else again. <laughs> the most expensive ride you never paid for, Ed. <laughs> Sorry, that's right. <laughs> and it was you know it turned out to be what fourteen fifteen dollar Uber Uber ride or oh, I should say Uber is Lyft Lyft ride. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, like and and you know she didn't have to check with her manager. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it's just great. Uh, It's just flying by. I got a couple questions when we come back about your Zappos tour. But uh, first, folks, we have to take the next break. And uh, I'd like to remind you, you can check out the show at thesoulofenterprise.com and follow us on Twitter at at AskTSOE or hashtag AskTSOE, either one. We monitor those during the show. And uh, if you'd like to send Ed or myself an email, you can do so at asktsoe at verisage.com. And now we want to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to ask Ed a couple questions about Zappos. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. 
The value of this book is found entirely in its foreword. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the foreword and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. Welcome back, everybody. We're here free riding, free rider Friday. And uh, Ed, a couple questions for you. Zappos doesn't really care how long those customer service people spend on the phone with customers do they it's kind of the exact opposite they look for you to spend more time nope exactly correct in fact we were told the story of the longest phone call which now stands at about 10 hours wow right and what's the logical question like 10 hours on shoes exactly and the the response was well no it was about 15 minutes on shoes Sure. <laughs> and I was like, well, why is this? Well, because the the Zappos culture is built around what they call PECs, P-E-C's, personal emotional commitments. Yeah. Oh, connections. Yep. I'm sorry. Personal emotional connections. And the, whoever answered this call helped this woman pick out a pair of shoes for her daughter's wedding. And then for the next nine hours and 45 minutes was basically, I think, talking to a, an anxious mother of bride-to-be. Sure, sure. No, and they're that's okay awesome. With <clears throat> and my second question, you said they put them through, what did you say, five weeks of training when they, when they hired? Education, yep. sorry. <laughs> um, and if they don't, if, if they opt out, they get paid to opt out, don't they? Yeah, fascinating. So the deal is, is that if you, at any point after you're hired by Zappos in that first 10-week period, if, you, if you're like, yeah, this is not for me. <laughs> this this is not going to work because it's it's crazy it's wacky culture right sure um, and if you, you want to opt out they will they'll they'll they, you can say listen I'm I'm leaving and they're like okay no problem and they will pay you one month's severance even if you work for them for a day right yep just get get rid of people that don't that aren't a cultural fit makes so much it, sense it's 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 brilliant because it it avoids those hiring mistakes right. And Ed, do they do their do they do their distribution at that center, or is that just kind of no. folded into Amazon's center centers no. now? No, in fact, they, no. They still maintain a separate their separate distribution center, but it's in Lexington, Kentucky, which makes sense because that's where UPS is. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that so every everything every everything gets shipped out of a warehouse in in Lexington. Got it. Interesting. Wow, I got to do that tour. That sounds really great. 
Oh, it's 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 well worth it. I I left I left there thinking like you know Ricardo Semler. Like I just I was on another planet. For planet. Two- <laughs> they violate every rule. <laughs> yeah, because you and I talk about aspirational stuff all the time. But it's 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 still jarring to the system to to actually be in the presence of it. Yep. Oh, I bet. Absolutely. Yep. And then just to get that little personal touch at the end where they, you know, got oh. you back to your hotel. I mean, that's just, that's the kind of, you know, your, your peck, the personal emotional connections sounds very much like Disney's, you know, magic moments um, that they try and create. And, and they celebrate that internally. You know, they have a whole wall, whole walls dedicated to, you know, creating just incredible guest experiences. And some of them just bring you to tears. I mean, they're mm-hmm. just amazing. Um, I just, I just love cultures like that. Yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. So anyway, sorry to dominate. I, so no, no, you, no, that's great. I'm, I'm glad you did. That's a great, uh, great, great story. I'm glad you did it and, and told it to everybody. I, I think that's great. Um, so I, I got a story, a quick, another quick one, but it kind of follows on the, uh, the, the, the world wealth, uh, report. Uh, this is definitely a first world issue, but Airbnb for canines, <laughs> so in, in cities like San Francisco and Seattle, there are mo- there are more owned dogs than children. The United States of America last year spent four hundred million dollars on Halloween costumes for their pets. <laughs> Pet food grew forty percent. Over prior year from 2015 to 14, we now spend $43 billion. So there's two upstart companies, Rover and Dog Vacay, Dog Vacay, V-A-C-A-Y, which are kennels away from home. Actually, really what they are, they're dog sitters. So sure. just like we, you arrange an Airbnb, you can you know go on these apps and you can arrange for your dog if they're with you to, you know, be sat by, by these people, uh, it costs about 30 bucks a night on average. The, the sitter gets 80%. The company takes a 20% cut. And, um, you know, the apps have features like, uh, there's GPS. So you can, you can track how, how far the, the dog sitter walked your dog. So we have Airbnb now for canines. Wow. Wow. That's kind of cool actually. It, it, it is, but I mean, when you just think of when you put this in the historical context of you know, Deirdre McCloskey's great enrichment, right? And since mm-hmm. 1800 or whatever, that this wealth phenomenon is, is pretty recent, right? I mean, it's pretty new and we're still adjusting to it as, as humankind or whatever. And then you see what we spend on Halloween costumes for our pets. And we oh, have yeah. be now, I mean, it's just, it's kind of amazing when you think mm-hmm. about the standard of living. Well, you know, the argument would go, Ron, that, you know, the United States spends what what percent on their pets? It's right. What per, right. Right. We spend, you know, we spend four times more than any OED, like an OECD country, Ron, yep. on our pets. Yep. Something's got to be done, Ron. Something's yep. got to be done. <laughs> I know. I know. Just like we spend too much on um, on health care. Yeah. I mean, oh, why, no, why don't you ever hear no. that argument? Why don't you ever hear that argument? We spend too much on vitamins or orange juice or, I mean, it's just, it's ludicrous. It is, it is crazy. Well, because people say, well, those are, that's discretionary. 
It's like, well, <laughs> your pet is your, your pets are discretionary, really? Okay. <laughs> Tell that to the people who wear the crazy sweaters, then take their pictures with their pets in the same sweater. I uh, just I, I was blown away by the four hundred million dollars on Halloween costumes. I had no idea, but that that's pretty impressive. That crazy. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, oh, good, yeah, good, good for Halloween costumes. All right, so you ready for here's my here's my, my my one that I want to bring up here. Um, our our uh, our friend Pope Francis was in in the uh, news mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Uh, this time, I, I, this time, I must say, I think I'm in a little bit of a, of a agreement with him. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, because <laughs> I love this. So this is uh, where, where is it? Where this is from here? Uh, I can't. I don't see the source on it. Uh, I'll, I'll mention. I can't. The source is not listed here. But Pope Francis has compared the media's interest in scandal. To an unhealthy obsession with feces. <laughs> oh, yes, I did see this. <laughs> yeah. Right? The media should be very clear, very transparent, and not fall prey to the sickness of, ready? I love this word, coprophilia. Yeah. A new word. Coprophilia. <laughs> All right. C O P R O P H I L I A. Caprophilia. Coprophilia. Yeah, coprophilia. Which uh, is always wanting to communicate scandal, to communicate ugly things, even though they may be true. And this was in an interview that the Pope did with a Belgian magazine. Of course, he <laughs> uh, – and if, for those of you who don't know, uh, coprophilia is the medical term used to describe arousal from excrement or feces. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> oh, I'm glad we're closing out this segment soon, Ed. This <laughs> <laughs> right, and then okay, he he he's goes on. This is not the first time the Pope has been has used these terms. In 2013, uh, when he before becoming head of the church, he used coprophilia and coprophagia to describe the potential negative effects of the media. I've got to say though, I think I think I'm a little bit with him on this. I think I'm a little bit with him on this, and I think that. This this is a, this is he he's right on, and if you think about it, Donald Trump, I I believe may be the an idiot savant when it comes to the media. In other words, he is so good at media manipulation, but he doesn't know how he does it. He doesn't he doesn't know he can explain it. But what he did do is he would say this stuff that would get people completely berserkoid. And the media ran to him. And I think it sucked the air out of the Clinton campaign. It sucked the air out of all of the other people, the, the, the other Republicans campaign. And this is what he did. And they the, and the media run to them. So in, in the bizarre part is in their zeal and in their falling victim to the anxiety uh, created by Donald Trump and his attacks on the media, they helped the very the very person get elected for whom they were so opposed opposed towards the end though after he won the the primary i mean at at the start they covered him they they gave him unbelievable press coverage because everything he said was news and it was and it was interesting yeah and And i think what continued i i think what the media doesn't understand in trying to take him out because the the mainstream media was very very open and honest and candid 
about we're suspending journalism because we got to take this guy out, right? New York Times had that big article on this. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, Ed, the media did not create Donald Trump, so they couldn't take him out. And they're not going to be able to. It's not going to be the media. Only Trump can take Trump out or, or events beyond his control. I mean, I'm not saying that he can't screw up or events could, but, but the media can't take him out because they well, didn't because- create him. But yes, but uh, but I think my point is is that they actually they they ran ran to him. They can't help but covering exactly what the Holy Father is saying here is they can't they they have an obsession. Yep. They have an they have an obsession with trying to cover this, and it's and it's it's really interesting. Anyway, so enough about coprophilia. Okay, good. (laughs) We're not going to talk about that anymore. Uh, but we do have one more more segment where we're going to be talking about some some fun stuff. I've got I, I've got really one more thing in my stack, Ron. So we'll we'll, we'll uh, talk about that. About the, I want to talk a little bit about the NFL. Uh, but I'm sure you've got a couple of more things which we will get to after this. But uh, right now we want to remind you that you can view our show notes at thesoulofenterprise.com. That's where our page is, and you can see all of the show notes as well as listen to all. I think it's 121 shows that we have done. Uh, there's a uh, an archive where you can see a listing of them, as well as interact with us, if you like, by leaving us comments. And we certainly love to get your reviews on iTunes, as well as on our book, The Soul of Enterprise, which is available on Amazon. And uh, it's, you know, it's not too late to to buy people copies of that for, for Christmas, especially on the Kindle edition. So go for it. But right now we want to hear from our sponsor and my employer, Sage. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Four new employees. A 20% increase in revenue. Being one of the 9 million women business owners in the U.S. These are your proudest numbers, your landmarks of growth and success. Sage helps you achieve business milestones with cloud and software solutions that lead to deeper financial insights. Believe in your numbers. See what Sage can do for your business. Visit believeinyournumbers.com today. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the foreword to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its foreword. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the foreword and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. And here we are for rewriting on Friday, right before Christmas. Ron, uh, I've dominated, I think, a a lot, a lot of this show. So go ahead. What, what have you got in your stack of stuff for us on Freerider Friday? Well, Ed, what do you call a collection? What, what, what's a, what's a good? You're a word guy. What's a good collective noun for a group of economists? Some of the uh, proposals (laughs) have been a gloom. (laughs) 
<laughs> of economists, a regression, uh-huh. or even an assumption. I, I like, like the assumption of economists. That, yeah, that's good. I, I just like wrong. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> just, just wrong. Um, but remember how Brexit was going to be a disaster? Yeah. Companies yeah, were going to yeah. pull out and, you know, who knows, oh. Frankfurt was going to be the new tech center. Well, just, just a couple of interesting uh, statistics uh, since Brexit. Apple is consolidating its eight offices in the U.K., uh, and bringing 1,400 people into this this new facility, uh, which could double in the next few years. Google is building a new HQ yeah. alongside the King's Cross Station, and which will create 3,000 new jobs by 2020. Facebook is expanding by half to uh, 1,500 people with a new London office in, uh, next year. And IBM is establishing four new data centers, tripling their cloud capacity and adding hundreds of jobs in the U.K., um, you know, tech is one of the UK's best sectors. It's grown 32% faster from 2010 to 2014 than the rest of the economy. And I mean, I know Sage is a is a UK company, but this idea that Brexit was going to, you know, drain all the, the be a massive brain drain or or prevent brains from coming in, I just, you know, it was so much just ridiculousness. London is still a very popular, you know, great place to live. Very attractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and 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 quite expensive too. Uh, no, I, you're right. That's com- completely absurd. The the and you know I think the. the 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 naysayers are, are I think are going to be scratching their heads pretty soon as to wh- why their gloom and doom didn't happen. Uh, which, by the way, I, I, maybe I su- suggest one more th- name for economist, which would be um, a hand, a hand of economists, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> whether invisible or, or vis- <laughs> right. Well, but there's the, the famous invisible hand, but then there's also the you know who is it Truman who asked for a one-handed economist, right? Yeah. Yeah, he got sick of hearing. On the other hand, <laughs> well, uh, just a quick, uh, you know, we talk a lot about artificial intelligence and IBM Watson and all that. Machine learning is obviously a big deal. We had, uh, who was it, Tony Chow on talking about the Internet of Things. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of fits in with that. Uh, Siemens, and uh, the European company, and General Electric are kind of very similar in a lot of ways. They're, they're also dissimilar in some ways, but they're similar in a lot of ways. Um, and GE is in the process, both companies are kind of in the process of reinventing themselves. Now, Siemens is about half as profitable as GE, but GE is, they're really moving into the internet of things. So everything that, that Tony said was was absolutely true. Um, it's Tim, by the way, Tim uh, Chow. Tim, Tim Chow, sorry, yeah. yes. Um, um, but GE's got a new platform called Predix, which they kind of want to make a Android for you know all of their uh, technology, be able to manage their wind turbines and locomotives and and jet engines and things like that. So this data collection, because you know it's it's estimated this Internet of Things could be eleven trillion dollars of economic value generate generated annually. One third of that is in manufacturing, just like Tim was saying. Um, mm-hmm. But here's the thing that interested me. And Siemens got a very similar platform called MindSphere that's designed to do the same thing, although they're going to stick more to one segment at a time and not, not go across you know, segments. But here's the thing that got me. GE was obsessed with Six Sigma, right? In, incremental improvements under Welch and you know, I even think under Immelt to some extent. But now they're going to take a leave from startups. They want their people to make mistakes. 
They have a program mm. called FastWorks where, hey, just put out a minimum viable product, and if it fails, we'll get rid of it quickly. In other words, no more of this fanatical Six Sigma stuff. Let's fail faster and get to market faster and experiment because if we're never making mistakes, that means we're not doing anything new. And it's just like, hallelujah. <laughs> well, let's hope that that really takes root because there's, you know, unfortunately in some of the large, large companies like that, sometimes those are, those are just platitudes, right? You know, they get those, those things get said, but then the first time you fail, you get smacked down. So let's hope that it's real. Nope. True. True. So just thought that was great. Just, just another slam at the Six Sigma folks. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, well, I, I got, I have two to choose from. So let me, let me first j- just say that I'm going to, uh, I, I, I t- and alluded to one about the NFL, but I'm going to just, I'm going to punt on that one. Get it, Ron, punt the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on that one and we'll punt that one to January because that, that, that'll be maybe more, more in keeping with, uh, it'll be near, near Super Bowl time. Super Bowl, I want to yeah. talk instead about this, this other one. And I interviewed this guy on the Sage Advice podcast. His name is Gret G. G-R-E-T, Glyer, G-L-Y-E-R. Um, and he is a young entrepreneur. I think it is probably in his 20s. And he, he after not, not being happy with, with uh, his job right out of college, which I think was with Nathan, Nationwide Rent-A-Car, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and, and being on the management fast track there, decided that he was going to move to Malawi. <laughs> and... Yep. And and build houses for people, which he did. Um, he, he he and and by the way, he said that all of the stuff that you see in that movie Poverty Inc. Mm-hmm. is absolutely the case. It says mm-hmm. the 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 aid, the aid stuff is just a disaster for these these young budding uh, economies. Anyway, he had he came back to the to the U.S. earlier in 2016, and he vowed to make a difference in the world by the end of the year. Okay, this is a you know twenty-something year old kid. Well, he's got an app out now called Donor C D O N O R S E E, and it's basically Uber meets um uh well, I, the Red Uber Cross meets, or something or the, the Red Cross, right? Yep. You can go in and see the exact people or set of people that you're going to help, how much you're going to pledge. And then in the end, you get back a video of maybe this gal who you bought your, um, uh, you know, a, built a house e- for, uh, yeah, yeah. built a house for, or uh, hearing aids. And you get to watch her the first time she ever hears anything. That's awesome. Well, Ed, we got a link to that in the show notes yep. and, uh, and I know he's got a website as well, but uh, that's fascinating. So next week, folks, we're going to do the uh, year in review. We'll just talk about a grab bag of stuff from 2016. And um, so, Ed, I'll see you in 167 hours. Sounds good. This has been the Soul of Enterprise, Business, and the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by Sage. Energizing business builders around the world through the imagination of our people and the power of technology. Join us next week, folks, on Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. In the meantime, feel free to check out our show at thesoulofenterprise.com. We will have full show notes on all the topics Ed and I discussed today. And also, you can contact Ed and myself at asktsoe at verisage.com. Have a great weekend, folks. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not 